I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to the Big Match Preview podcast from Chopin Live. It's Thursday, the 28th of January. I'm your host, Louis Manners. Joining the studio here at the Valley are Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Louis. Excellent stuff. And joining us here at the Valley is Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Not bad, mate. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I don't know if it's the fact that we haven't had a midweek game this week mm. or I've just been able to relax and not think about Chopin for like three days now. But yeah, wonderful stuff. On, the, on tonight's <laughs> podcast, we are going to discuss the incomings and the outgoings from the Valley uh, in the build-up to the end of the transfer window, which was on Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about a potential new assistant manager who's rumoured to be joining us, if you believe what you read in the new shopper, which I always do. Always do. Pretty reliable, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to talk about the fans forum, which is going on here at the Valley this evening. We're going to talk about how well Charlton Live are doing, because we've, we've got to fill some time, and I'm going to brag for a bit about our, how many Twitter followers we've got, like a 14-year-old girl. And uh, we're going to talk about the Kent Senior Cup. There was Kent Senior Cup action during the week, Charlton through to the semi-finals of that. We're going to hear from goal scorer Joseph, uh, Josh Umera and uh, Simon Clark, the head of the under-21s. And then, of course, we're going to look ahead to this Saturday's crunch, crunch, crunch game with Rotherham United up at the New York Stadium. But first things first, let's... Uh, Let's talk about who's coming in and going. There's been um, <laughs> news spreading uh, throughout uh, the internet today on uh, on Twitter. Richard Corley breaking the story, the South London Press, that uh, Tony Watts' uh, dream return to the Valley, his one-game return, looks like it's coming to an end. He's been rumoured to be joining Blackburn Rovers uh, on loan. Not Nothing official as at time of recording, but normally when Richard tweets something, it's pretty true. So, um, yeah, what do you make of that one? Uh, I don't think it's a surprise myself. I think... Um... Clearly, if it wasn't for the fact that Cardiff had had their their ban, he was going there. He's obviously come back, and we've decided to play him for a game. But I don't think anything from the club's perspective has changed. They still want to get rid of him for whatever reason. So, yeah, I think they're just keen to get him out. What's surprising is obviously it looks to be on loan, and I think the idea was to get the the transfer funds in so we could then spend them. And obviously, we won't be getting that here. But if it's loaning with a view to selling in the summer and getting money then then perhaps that's going to help but yeah. yeah I'm not surprised he's off to be honest because there, w- there was talk that we were going to get £2 million from Cardiff for him and, and apparently that we had budgeted for that £2 million and you know just the way things are going around here it's probably no surprise that that deal couldn't happen because we'd actually loaned him to someone who was about to go on a transfer embargo uh, so you know, but Rich, I think again, Rich Corley still said that we were expecting to get to get rid of him or at least someone else. So we, so that two million pounds or so, at least some money came in um, to to help us with whatever signings. I guess perhaps we were looking at because we we've not really made spent a lot of money in in this transfer window. We've got you know free transfer for Roger Johnson on those a, a fair whack on a, a, an eighteen month contract there. We, with Diego Poyet's come back, we've had what Reese Williams on loan. I think Tashera, Tashera, whatever we said it was. We've actually. Signed, signed in for a bit of money, I guess, but yeah. not too much. And then, yeah, we haven't we haven't made any monetary signings apart from that. Yeah, I like you said, I think the uh, the money from Tony, what what, what was obviously earmarked, um, and they was planning to spend it. I don't know if it would have been spent all of it <laughs> on signings, but it's obviously made a hindrance of their plans. Um, and just sort of going back to the whole what situation, 
from what Riga said last week, if you read between the lines, he did say if he had the right the right frame of mind, yeah, then he would stay. But I just, yeah, I think there was something. They just, it just seemed a bit weird on Saturday. I don't know if any of you noticed it. She, he, there was times where I don't know. There just seemed to be a friction between him. And um, I think Joey was one of them, which, I don't know, it just seemed a bit weird. I could be wrong, and I might be barking up the wrong tree, but I don't know, there seemed to be something a bit odd in the background. Would, and maybe that has It would make it even stranger, it. then, if if there was, or if there is something in the background. I mean, we all, it's, it's, it's fairly well accepted that he, he well, it, it, the noises coming out of the club at the time when he left to go on loan to Cardiff was that there was a bit of disruption there. There was a bit of there was something there. There was something mm. not not right there. Yeah. Um. So the fact that he therefore when he when he came back and and Jose said that if he's in the right frame of mind he'll play and he did play and now he's off again. It just suggests one of two things for me: either that Jose thought he was in the right frame of mind and and it's gone sour in in the two or three days since then, or he basically um is just desperate to keep to, to keep him. He, he doesn't care really what frame of mind he is. He just wants to play him because he you know on his day he's a good player. So it could be even one of those for me. And um, I mean, I have to admit, I, I a lot of people, he got man in the match on Saturday, which I thought was outrageous. Like, <laughs> personally, I, I didn't think he was any better than the weeks he was playing just before he left. I thought he was pretty poor. He seemed, obviously he has a habit, as we've said, of keeping hold of the ball too long. But I thought even for him, he went to the extreme at the weekend and, there was four or five times where he got himself into trouble because of it. Um, I think actually the reason we played him was because we were desperate. We know that on his day he can be a good player and I think Riga gave him one last chance to try and get the three points because, as I say, he is a good player. And Blackburn obviously saw something during the game that they fancy because <laughs> exactly. they seem to be the ones likely to take him on. But yeah, I uh, I agree. It's, it's unfortunate because like we say, and, and we've seen a few times, on his day he is one of our best players. But again, on Saturday it just... It reminded you of that that attitude. You could tell he was trying to play for himself. He wasn't really playing for the team. So, a, you know, an on-form Tony Watt is is a shame to lose. But with him in the frame of mind that he is at the moment, I don't think it's a massive loss. Did you think there w- would have been a clean a clean slate when when he came back with Jose? Obviously, a different manager that might have made a bit of a difference. Uh, I think yeah, even Zach played, didn't he? So everyone had a clean slate because I forgot that Zach was still here. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. It, I was surprised, and we said on the Blackburn preview, it would speak volumes of whether he was in the squad or the starting eleven. And when I when he when I found out he was starting, I thought, oh, okay, well, he's here to stay. Then that's what I sort of took it as. Yeah. Um, and obviously now, I, well, I am shocked that he's going. Cause like I said, I thought he was going to stay because he started. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm still in the mindset as if if someone's he could be an amazing player, and I know. You know, some egos need to be managed properly, blah de blah, blah, blah. But if the guy is that much of a hindrance and, a, and that much of a disruption, we don't need that at the moment, especially in the predicament we're in, let alone just in normal. But again, we don't really know, but I'm, obviously I'm only second-guessing. But yeah, so just hope we we can get some uh, nice experience sort of replacements. Mm, I mean, we're running out of time, running out of time. The, mm. the transfer window closes on Monday, Monday February yeah. 1st. Monday, yeah. It's crazy already. I mean, do, do you think there'll be any coming back for Tony White if he, go, if he does go on loan until the end of the season? That, that there's no chance, surely, that we're going to keep him for the uh, next season. No, I get the feeling that that, that was it. Um, as I say, I think the club made up their mind when he went off to Cardiff. Obviously, it hasn't worked out purely down to their transfer embargo, but I think the club are sticking by that and, and they're they're just going to let him go. Obviously, we've got um, got Riga in for next season as well, so nothing's going to change from the managerial <laughs> point of view. On we, paper. We hope, yeah. Um, 
so no, I can't. I can't see a future for him here, really. We've seen players leaving this club in the last two years in slightly strange circumstances a few times. We've seen Michael Morrison left Birmingham on a free, according to Michael Morrison. There, uh, I think the club tried to say it was undisclosed, but we are, from what I understand <laughs> from what Michael Morrison told the South London Press before we played Birmingham, it was for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Jan and Dale leaving at the wrong at the wrong time. Jan left for four hundred grand, and they he'd just been sold for five hundred grand to Reading. So not only have they used him to fire them to the Premier League, they've also um, they've also um, made a profit on him. So. That was um, that was just it's so strange. The some of the transfer policies here at times. So this this has the potential to be another one, another one that could look. You, you can look at it one of two ways. I mean, it, like we say, if, if if he has been a disruption, and, and we haven't been able to manage it, and we're not the first club. If if that is the case, if you if you believe rumours that you hear from him, then you could sort of understand it. But as, as we've said, you know, in our situation, sometimes you have to. It's you know, better the devil you know, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's 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 a difficult one because obviously we're only second guessing, and we're never going to know the full story um, of why he was loaned out originally, and this that, and the other. Because the way, obviously, some fans will probably see it. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of this regime. Of course, I ain't. But I don't think they would have just loaned him out for the fun of it. And I said that at the time, and I still think that now. I still think there's an underlying problem with um, Tony and possibly some players. But um, yeah, I think. I don't can't see him coming back, and I think that probably will be the end of him. I don't know when his contract's up. I think it'll be next season. Off the top of my head, I can't yeah. remember, but I don't. It's not. This, it wouldn't be mm. this season because he would have only been here for just over a year. He, he yeah. would have come in January last year, so he's been yeah. here for a year. So that's what I mean. So whoever he goes to, I'd imagine there'll be some sort of fee again in place, like Cardiff had possibly. I'm sure. I'd, I'd be surprised if we get two million anywhere else. I think. Mm. I think we had Cardiff. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think we were getting a little bit more out, out of that than possibly he's worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if, if what, personally, I would just loan him out and not agree on any fee because if he goes in and bangs in the goals, his value's going to go up. So I wouldn't yeah. agree a fee now and just go, oh, here's a million quid because well, we probably will do that actually. No, enough. So <laughs> probably agree five hundred grand or yeah. something. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, um, the player you mentioned a bit earlier, Nathan, it was um, Zachariah Bergdich. <laughs> uh, like you say, forgot. Oh, I, I'd forgotten he was here as well, pretty much. Like he was so out of favour. I think the last we heard about him was probably a month or two ago, uh, when it was suggested that we were going to try and sell him in January. And I think we found out the hard way that uh, some of our players, there's just no market for him. We um, we we spend a lot of money for him and probably give them a, a reasonable championship wage, maybe a slightly lower-end championship wage. But if they're getting paid that, and then the only clubs coming in for them are you know, second, third division in, in Europe, somewhere else, where they're not going to get paid much, there's no, there's no desire really for them to move on. So that's why the transfer policy here has to improve, and it has to be so careful. Because if you sign a load of players who aren't quite up to it, and you're giving them a championship wage, they're not going to want to move on, and you're going to have to carry on paying that wage for nothing mm. we've seen the same with, with Tuka Dian who actually I didn't think was as bad as people make out and yeah. we've seen it with, with Polish Pete as well and, and other players and it you know it doesn't really seem to have changed the only difference is that Bergdich has had more of a chance in the first team than some of those players earlier on in this regime did but to be fair to him, I thought actually Saturday was probably his best game since he's oh, been yeah, here. I thought he played all right. Yeah, I thought he yeah. played quite well. And so I was going to say, he did, he did look improved. And that's that we talked about with, with Jose, he does sometimes, we saw sometimes uh, him getting the best out of players last time. So perhaps there was a, a difference in that, which also suggests that perhaps the managers we've had before here haven't quite been up to scratch. Yeah, perhaps. Well, we saw. With, but we're basing this on, on about an hour's worth of yeah, play. Yeah, but obviously we, we looked last year at the difference he made to, or last time he was here, the difference he made to Harriet. Obviously, Birdditch, in theory, is a similar sort of player. You know, he's a flair player. He's out on the wing, and yeah, you know, some we... I've heard Birdditch described as a flair player. <laughs> it's been out there. <laughs> we uh, 
We're obviously only basing it on one game at the moment, but if he gets some game time and he gets his confidence up, there's no reason those performances can't continue. Hmm. Right, another player who's been uh, shipped out today, uh, Joe Piggott, has gone on loan to, to Luton Town to uh, renew acquaintances with Nathan Jones, obviously formerly of the coach here, went down to Brighton, and now he's the, the new manager at Luton. Luton's sort of struggling in League 2. Uh, they, they got rid of um, John Steele a little while ago. And actually, I always think if, if there's ever a chance as a young player to go and work for John Steele, then I always say go and take that because he's a fantastic manager, especially of young talent. But he's gone to work with Nathan, who's, uh, who I'm sure is learning his trade as a manager, but he's an excellent coach. Um, I, Joe, a couple of pre-seasons ago, I remember he banged a hat-trick against Willian, I think, in a pre-season mm. friendly, and everyone was raving about him. And then it's, it's never really kicked on for him since then. I, f- I don't think... I think his time's probably up here at this club. He's, as far as I understand, his contract's at the, up at the end of the season. I just don't think he's quite going to make it at this level, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I feel sorry for Joe because you could always tell that he's um, he was a good player in terms of you know finishing and stuff, but I always felt he was... Um, uh, a bit weak, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, he couldn't really hold his own. And I just remember that Mere Wall game, which obviously yeah. ruined him. But, yeah, I mean, if he's not got a contract now, for him to get a contract here... He's got to have to do something spectacular down at Luton to get a new contract here because otherwise he would have been offered one already. So, yeah, well, I, I understood that, that Southend were keen. Obviously, he um, he was with Southend in League Two last season mm. up, up the top end of the table when he scored a last last minute equaliser at Wembley in the playoff final mm. to take it to a penalty shootout, which they uh, which they actually went on and won and got into League One. Uh, been on loan there earlier this season, I think, and uh, yeah. yeah, understood that they wanted to to keep him on, but he thought. He, he didn't want to. I'm not sure if that's certain, but that's what I've heard. And um, so surprised, but it might be a bit of a shock for him again after him to go down to, to League Two. But maybe a chance for him to start again. Maybe. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I think um, he's he's had a few chances here over over the years, hasn't he? And never really quite made it. I think maybe we and he's just going to have to accept that the Championship is slightly above his level at the age he's at, and because um, he has done well at the clubs he's been at lower down. It's just. Every time he comes back here, I don't know if it's the club, I don't know if it's the the level we're playing, I don't know if it's the pressure, I don't know what it is, but but it's never quite worked out. So, yeah, obviously wish him wish him luck down there, and if he does well again, maybe he'll get another chance up here. But he needs to find a club where he feels comfortable, and at the moment, it doesn't really seem like like Charlton's that club. It's, it's not the club. It's not the club to be a young player who's not quite making it as. Um... As, as a few will find out, unfortunately, if, if yeah. you're if you're a young player who walks in and you're doing an Adamola Lookman or you're doing a Joe Gomez, and if, no matter how badly the rest of the team is playing, everyone's going to be on your side. If you're a young player who's coming in struggling, like Carlin, mm. uh, home Grant was, and we'll talk about him in a sec, then I think you'll find that the crowd will get on you just as much as anyone else, and they'll ruin your confidence before you've even had a chance to build up uh, mm. some some confidence as a as, as a player. Unfortunately, I mean, we saw I saw, I saw Joe at Bromley on uh, Tuesday, and we'll come on to the Kent Senior Cup game soon, but. It you know, didn't stand out, unfortunately. Chuck and Chuck actually played quite well at Bromley, but him he himself didn't stand out, and that's that's against the conference side, uh, which is a shame, really, isn't it? I mean, we we, we talk about the Millwall game. You mentioned it. He, he came he came into that I mean, he came into that season, the start of that season. I remember he coming him coming on as a sub late on against Leicester when we beat him two one at the Valley in sort of like August time, and he did okay. Just like he was only on for about five minutes, one a corner. He looked like he was sort of getting ready to hold his own, but then all of a sudden he was thrown in. To start up front on his uh, against Millwall mm. in a massive local derby, and he just got absolutely bullied off it. And we we see it with young players. You get you lose a game like that, your confidence can just go to almost minus figures after something like that. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I, I was just I was sorry sorry for the day. I was just I was just remembering the actual game, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I just feel so sorry for him. And 
I don't know. I think but getting thrown in that situation of you know putting putting against the meal and stuff, it was either going to make him or it was going to break him. Um, like it does with most young young kids, like the Adam Oda's obviously thrown in at the deep end, and he's obviously taken it with both hands. And you know, Joe hasn't. But going back to his contract situation, I think depending on if he gets another chance or not, here is going to depend if we, what division we're in. So I think if we if you know it's looking likely, but hopefully not. But if we go down. You get, I think Joe would be a player that you could possibly need in the League One with the experience that he's got at that young age. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. But, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I, I, did, I did feel sorry for him. And it was just, it just used to make that Millwall game just made me wince every time I think about it. It was just, oh, it was just cringe <laughs> like, every time I think about it. Right, uh, player, another player we've just mentioned, Carlin Ahern Grant. has gone on loan uh, to Cambridge. Um, I'll just check in. He's uh, the two the two matches since he's gone on there. He was away at Luton and he came, uh, he came on off the bench uh, for uh, about twenty five minutes and then that was a nil nil draw. Then perhaps significantly, the next game was at home to Cambridge and after his performance against Luton, he actually got a starting place. He came, he started and, and lasted fifty four minutes before being substituted for Harrison Dunk, who used to play for Bromley. But um, uh, so I, I was calling for, I've been calling for it on this show as well for a while now Carlin had to go out on loan because you could see his um, confidence getting lower and lower and lower as Charlton's league position did the same yeah completely right I um, I had a mate who was at the Luton Cambridge game uh, and I said to keep an eye on him and let me know and he said he came on and, and played quite well obviously didn't get a goal in that game but played quite well and I've got a few friends from home obviously being from Cambridge who support the club as well so I'll get them to, to keep an eye on him there but from the little I know of the club, they're they're a good club and they do give players a chance. So, I think we've had was it Lennon went out to Cambridge United as well? Was it last season? Uh, somebody else, one of our defenders went. Um, I can't. Oh, no, think, was it not um, Tariq Holmes Dennis? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else went anyway, and uh, yeah, I know for a fact that they they do give the the young players a chance. So, I think he'll get opportunities there. They're obviously trying to push for the playoffs in League Two as well. So it's a good opportunity to see life at the other end of a table. Um, and like you say, the the one problem with him really is confidence because he looked all right at the start of the season. Not a world beater by any means, but looked okay. And confidence has just taken a massive knock. And hopefully, down at that level, he can get a few goals and try and regain that confidence and form. Now, another potential outgoing, of course, is um, uh, Reese Williams. He came in on a 28 day loan, and I haven't heard anything to suggest at the moment that we're going to try and extend that. I mean, would you personally extend it? I thought. Um, I mean, obviously, he had an absolute shocker away at Hull, but I think I thought before that he'd been okay. He'd, he'd been, you know, no, nothing spectacular, but he hadn't done anything too badly wrong. And you could see him trying to get involved with um, organisation. I think it was at home to what was his game? Was it at home to Forest? Yeah, mm-hmm. when he came on quite late on, he was involved a lot in uh, organisation stuff. So, you know, would you would you keep him on? No, no, okay. <laughs> I've not no, done it for you. No, no, it's just it's not I tickled just, your pickle. No, it just I just find it a bit of a pointless sort of signing. It's like you get someone in for twenty eight days. Fine, okay, whatever. But then you buy, you get someone who hasn't played in like fifteen years or something. <laughs> it's just, it just seems. I haven't like played point. in fifteen years. <laughs> it, it just seems pointless. I mean, I would rather the money and the way. Unless we've had him on, for, got him for free, and literally didn't have to pay a penny. Yeah, yeah, and it was pure. I mean, because yeah. you could argue that that loan would, it would certainly help out Middlesbrough. They 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 had mm. a player there who two years ago was actually a decent player for them, well respected player at their place, and uh, obviously got this injury issue. And if they could go and get get in championship games for twenty eight days, they were, they were probably more than happy to do it quite mm. cheap for us. So that's possibly a reason why he's turned yeah. up. But, yeah. I just think it's it's difficult for any player coming in. Really, doesn't matter whether they're 
you know, from overseas or English or young or old, it's just a, a very tough atmosphere to come in at the moment. So I don't necessarily blame the players for not, not performing. But like you say, when he came on against Forest, I thought he showed glimpses, but that was only like a 10-minute cameo. And since then, he hasn't really done enough. So it won't be a huge loss if he goes back, I don't think. Right, now, uh, at time of recording... Uh, which is on the Thursday night at 20 past six now. Yeah. Um, which, which uh, As it stands, we appear to be signing Reese Oxford on loan from West Ham. Again, story broke in the uh, Telegraph this morning. Um, that um, Reese Oxford is a player, he's uh, well, 17 years old, could play central defence or a sort of defensive central midfielder. Um, I think he played, played against us at the Valley in the, in the, the pre-season friendly. Yeah. friendly. Yeah. Um, got uh, well-renowned, he, he, he got really good reviews for his performance against Arsenal. West Ham won at the Emirates early on in the season. Uh, and he he played in that game, and everyone's saying well, he had he had Ozil in his pocket, which is no mean feat for a seventeen year old. I remember everyone talking about him. Um, so if he does come, and we'll come on to that in a second, because there's been all sorts all sorts of fun and games on Twitter since uh, since we've got into the studio. If he um if he does come, is that the sort of player you'd expect to be signing in this situation? I mean, we're just bringing in someone else's youngster to to go into the to go into the, 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 the bear pit as it was. But at the same time, I mean, this is a player that is very highly renowned and expected to go on to big things. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw him obviously for the West Ham game and he, I think he played a couple of games in, in Europa. Europa with yeah. Diego as well. So he knows Diego. Um, but would... yeah, It's in a similar position to Diego. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's what I mean. It's interesting where he's coming in to play. Is it, I mean, is this 17-year-old kid going to be chucked in at centre half with a with a guy from Portugal who doesn't really speak great English <laughs> going to be oh, who knows? ideal for Would us you, or is he, is he going to play in the central yeah. uh, defensive midfield role because we, we see that we, Di- yeah, Diego yeah. Poyet didn't play no, against that, we uh, do against need Blackburn. that though I think we do need that but I mean yeah it's he's a good player but I still think we need experienced ones I mean and it's just another case of getting another kid in which is no detriment to him but we need someone people rather more than one um, people with a lot more experience than him but you know hopefully he does come um, judging by his Twitter obviously maybe but, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. if, you, if you look at the signings we saw, we made this time last year in terms of uh, like it was Diara came in mm. um, uh, uh, Johnson came in Roger Johnson I mean, these were championship experience I mean Chris Eagles I mean the players with, with a bit of championship experience, a little bit of championship now, so just knew how to win games in the championship. And that's perhaps what I felt that I think a lot of people have said. And even when Richard Murray came out and made his statement a couple of weeks ago, he, he, he said that they've missed that. And we haven't signed, we haven't, apart from Roger Johnson, we haven't really signed anyone with that yet, have we? No, I think this, if this Reese Oxford one does go through, it's the sort of signing that if we were, you know, 12th and up in the league, he'd be quite an exciting player. We'd look forward to seeing him. It would make sense for West Ham makes sense for the player to get some experience and it would all all kind of add up but as it is we're in a relegation scrap is is he really up for it judging by his twitter feed apparently not like (laughs) he's clearly not been through something like this before Uh, throwing him in to that when we're loaning out Piggott and uh, and Grant because we're saying you know they're struggling with this Mm. well he's in no better shape to cope with it than they are so yeah I mean the only thing you could say I guess is that the fact that Joe Gomez last season and Adam Olerman this season have coped with it yeah there are but they're kind of they're the exceptions to the rule for me and it's not like Reese Oxford has had you know a lot of games at West Ham four appearances for West Ham I looked up yeah he's not played a huge amount and uh, like I say it might make sense for West Ham it's a chance to get him some game time but for us it like you say, it's just it's not experience again, is it? It's 
it's another young signing that we're bringing in and, and giving you know giving a chance but it's a big risk and we can't really afford to take those risks at this stage we need to we need to be buying experienced players who who are willing to fight for the for the cause right so as that it's now 622 at time of recording on thursday night <laughs> is it gone through now no no there's, there's still there's still no there's still no confirmation of any signing or anything like that so uh reese oxford's on twitter as as are all 17 year olds and and 27 year olds as well in my case but um he's he just tweeted uh, about an hour ago uh, he just tweeted the the emoji the red angry face emoji just out of the blue and everyone knows like uh, especially youngsters, but when, when you when you're not happy with something, but you can't really talk about it, you just sometimes you do a little what they call like a subtweet, and and so it's not actually addressing the issue, but it just shows that you're unhappy. And you see it on Facebook all the time, so man, people have to respond with "You okay, hun?" Double kiss. But um, cryptic, was, cryptic, yeah, sort of mess, mess yeah. So he's, he's sent the red angry face emoji, and that's all he's put. Um, and it could mean anything. He, he could have just been, I don't know, he could, he could be caught in a traffic on a Blackwall tunnel. But it seems unlikely. It seems, uh, with the timing of it, especially when you double up with the fact that if you click on his profile, you can see what tweets people like and you can see what they've liked. So I look at a tweet that responds to, he's liked a tweet from a uh, a West Ham fan, I think it is, um, who we respond to the Twitter site called The Sports Bible. The sports bible was saying about how Reese Oxford is set for a move and how he's and if you click on the story how he's effectively signed for us on loan. And then this guy responds, he hasn't signed yet, you clowns. Reese Oxford has a new club. He hasn't signed for he hasn't signed for them yet, so no, he doesn't. And then Reese Oxford's like that tweet. <laughs> so that he seems pretty eager to let everyone know that he hasn't actually signed for us. But then then Cor- Coral's tweeted, that's in um obviously the betting they said They've retweeted it and said, Reese Oxford seems delighted with his loan move to Charlton Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, it must, it must admit, it does make me laugh because I'm thinking, I'm hopeful. He's, yeah, like you said, he's stuck in traffic or his card's been declined in Lidl's or something. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Premier League footballers don't shop in Lidl's, do they? No, well, you never know. But it'd, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it's, like, if it's a case of West Ham have said that you've got to go and he just doesn't want to go regardless of what the club is because he played the other day, he captained the under-21s and he's in a good place, isn't he? He's unbeaten 10 or something, isn't he? So it might be one of them that he just doesn't want to go on loan to anyone or it could be that it's just... Cholton, because it's, it's not just, like he's going to like Carlisle and he's got to move and yeah. rent out. It's just down the road, so it's literally just through the tunnel. It's the same old story as with all of our signings, though, that we're having to try and second guess it from loads of different sources because the the club aren't coming out and, and telling us. And well, if, they, he, they, if he's not signing, then I completely understand yeah. that. But so many times in the past, we've seen you know rumours through Rich and rumours through players. Yeah, but and that's stuff that's and, that's football though. That's, that's, it is. That's I know. Just how it but, works. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Charlton wouldn't put anything on Twitter until he's here and he's signed on the dotted line. No, but it, for all we know, this has been decided. Uh, as I say, it is speculation at this stage, yeah. but given previous experience, we have seen this sort of thing happen and then the club come out and announce it a day later. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah, that's, like I said, that's just... That's, perhaps. I yeah, think perhaps that, I'm asking too much. Yeah, but... I think I think in that case, that's, that is just how it works. You look that's... at the signing... Like, uh, uh, just go to someone like Charlie Austin the other day. It was about two hours, when it, from the start of the rumours to the deal being done. Just think, if only like all transfers could be like that, just make yeah. that so much easier. It can be, it can be frustrating as a fan seeing these yeah. things, then not knowing what's happening. But I but suppose yeah. it does give us a chance to read more into this tweet yeah. than perhaps there is. But it I guess we'll fun, see in yeah. the next few days. I'll be disappointed when he, if he, if he does turn up, and that was literally about like say if he's like <laughs> yeah. little, he dropped his chicken sandwich or something. You can ask him in his first interview <laughs> yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> uh, right, finally on a potential incoming. And this is another one. This is uh, rumored currently a potential new assistant manager for the Addicts. J- another Jose. Can't get too many Jose's in one place 
Jose Juan Champs, I believe he's called. Um, and uh, can you do text to speech on that one? Next? I'm going to guess this one. Jean Champ. Jean Champ. Jean Champ. Good accent as well. And if you, there's a thread on Chat One Life. The, uh, the the story broke on the news shopper earlier on today. Uh, he was the he was uh, Jose Riga's right hand man at the uh, Mets when he was at Mets in the French second division. Uh, the the news shopper continues to say that it's believed that Riga has a big say in bringing him here. He's, uh, he's 49 years old. He was in charge of the standardly aged under-21s team, so he's worked in the network before. So that's a tick. That's a big tick. <laughs> uh, oh, and according to this, he arrived in England last night and is expected to work, uh, start work at Sparrow's Lane before the end of the week, so I'm guessing tomorrow. Um, so what do you make of that? If you, there's a photo of him someone put up on the chat one life. He appears to have three nipples in the photo. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've just read as well. Yeah, just poking through the T-shirt. It's probably just the way his T-shirt's been. But I don't that's... know, I'm going to Google image it now. <laughs> uh, what would you make of this? I mean, the assistant manager's not, not the worst, not the most important position at the club, but it is mm. interesting, I guess, if, if, it's a jo- if, it, if it's a Jose man, if you mm. want to call it that. Um, maybe it suggests he's here for the long run if he's bringing in people. Mm. Well, I mean, Jose's here for 18 months, isn't he? So... Uh, keep saying that <laughs> that contract means nothing <laughs> so I mean obviously I think Jason obviously I would imagine Jason to go back down to the under 21s unless he wants him on the coaching team as well might want both yeah, yeah. You know. um, but I mean yeah I mean to be like you said that means Vim Vim must be going Vim yeah into Vim he's off well who knows into if Vim, that yeah. means he's off yeah. or he might be head coach or scout or so I don't know you never know um, that's the excitement around here no one knows what anyone does <laughs> it's that time of the year Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he's worked with him at Mets and stuff. So you know, you you want to surround yourself with people that you're familiar with and that you trust, and then you know they have the same sort of sort of philosophy and that. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't really bother me really. You could get anyone in, to be honest. It ain't really going to change much. <laughs> um, put you there, Lou. That's yeah. the next one. Yeah, but that's what Louis I believe Mendes, should happen. Yeah, the manager. Yeah, assistant to the manager. <laughs> 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 Uh, would, you, would you make him a bit Tom happy with that? No, don't really care. He's obviously he's someone Riga knows, and he so that's going to help him. But and it might take take Jason Yule out the firing line for a bit. But oh, oh, breaking news here! Well, it's not breaking because it's obviously not live. But Richard Cordy is saying now, sounding like the resorts would move to Chubbin is off. Ah, uh, see, yeah, I was just about to say it because someone yeah. said um, it was quite. I was quite. This is at yeah. eighteen twenty-eight on Thursday. Pretend you've only just heard it, people. Well, oh yeah. Oh, you what? <laughs> uh, no, but that's that makes sense then about the angry face because someone tweeted on the Charlton Life says I've got a feeling it's off and then when you put it all together maybe he's just angry that maybe it hasn't got gone through it's not happening so in that case yeah Reece Ox was a ledge yeah big yeah. fan he's a big fan always liked him <laughs> yeah, but don't forget he did like the uh, the tweet about him not coming exactly. here which he, was e- he was eager to say that he's not here so he's eager to say uh, actually I've not agreed to this it's just a rumour so what could that be though it can't it must be it must be something to do with the the agreement of p- 
portion of wages or fees or something like that, surely? Probably just want to join a sinking ship, yeah. No, no one wanted mm. to get on the Titanic after it hit that iceberg, did they? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if, he, if he's put his angry face, he must, that must mean surely that he wanted to join. Or maybe he was angry that he was being linked with the move. Who yeah, know, so either, he's either angry that he, we, he, he's going to go to Charlton or he's angry that it, he's not it's fallen through. Yeah. yeah. Well, there oh. you go. Well, first time we've ever broken news on Charlton Live yeah. and it's not even on a live show. So by the time you <laughs> listen to this, <laughs> it will be old news. Let's have a quick break and we can come back and talk about the fans from which is happening here at the Valley this evening. Remembers the days when we were going to now Premier League Norwich, but then Championship Norwich and grinding out a 1 0 victory. Hopefully, we'll be doing the same at Rotherham on Saturday, which we'll be previewing later on in this evening's Chapman Live uh, big match preview. But now, tonight at the Valley is the fans' forum. It happens every quarter or every six months, I say, uh, or so. Yeah, and um, basically, uh, selected representatives of various fan groups and stuff they come to the Valley and they have a forum with uh, Katrine Murray. Uh, and heads of departments, that sort of thing. I think this is this is more about general day to day operations. Operations. Yeah. So yeah, I come and the I come to the toilet to the toilets in the east stand, and the the cold water's the hot water's not running. That sort of yeah. thing. Nothing. It's, it's it's not normally about um you know what's going on with Reese Oxford, although tonight I dare say it could be. <laughs> um, uh, if if you were at that, are they obviously? I, I think fans are allowed to ask whatever question they want. If you're yeah. at if you were at that forum, what questions would you be asking of the team of the uh, management team and, and the CEO at, at the Valley at the moment? Um, I would ask. I'd probably keep it clean. Uh, I'd probably ask if, in t- in terms of the process. I would like to see their views on it from on the on the fans' perspective of the whole scenario from now until I don't know six months ago when the whole like to find out if they yeah, can understand to, why the fans yeah, are happy to now. see if their if their views have changed on whether they still think it's a two percent sort of stuff or if so. they're actually taking it in now and not sort of. But then I'd also go back and say the British experience thing. So you've said that, which is fine. And then we need to go down the British experience route, blah, 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 blah. But then nothing's being done about it. Um, and also one final one. <laughs> I'd like to ask Roland, because I'm sure he'll be there tonight, won't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually is. Video link in from I'd, Belgium, maybe. <laughs> I'd like to ask him or Katrin if they're actually planning for League One next year, if they've got some sort of plan in place. Yeah, just to, hopefully we won't need it, but it'd be interesting to see because I don't know if he's going to stay if we go in League One. Do you know what I mean? Would he? It'd be a lot harder to sell the club, though. Well, this is what I mean. So unless I don't know, that, this that's another that's another sort of debate. That's like an yeah. hour show, isn't it? That one. Just, that one. <laughs> yeah. What would you go for, Tom? Uh, Nate's kind of taken the two questions or main questions I would ask, which would be the first would be kind of responding to the protests and. Mm. And trying to get an updated answer on on how they see the fans now, because obviously the protests have continued. Uh, and the second, like Nath just said, there would be, you know, we're in a relegation scrap now. If we stay up, what are their plans and what are their views for next season? And also, if we go down, you know, how do they see us getting back up? And 
I want to see a plan for either of those two things, really, so that the fans have, at least have an idea of where the club's looking next season. Yeah, I think um, this will be, from what I understand, it's been agreed that these these meetings from now on will be filmed and put on a website rather than just doing minutes. The minutes used to take ages to come out. Um, and, you know, you don't get everything from minutes. If it's filmed and put on a website, you can watch it all. So this would also be a first chance for whoever's there from the fan representation to speak to Katrina and ask her about the Web Summit comments. I mean, obviously, we keep coming back to this, but this is something that's still, it's not, it's not been, there's no lines been drawn under it. That's, I think, those comments in particular are the things that help, along with the Peter Varney snubbed emails, which hopefully someone will ask about yeah. that. Those two things have completely brought the protest to the boil. They were simmering before with a Sheffield Wednesday game when it first started, much more the protest to what we're seeing now. And so those, those are things that, that need to be asked. And obviously, there was a revelation in the Voice of the Valley last week about the uh, the valley, the, the south stand, the Jimmy Seed stand being rebuilt with, uh, being, they're, they're thinking about rebuilding it with flats in it. Mm. So they're, they're two things that I would ask, and it'd be interesting to see, especially though the the, the comments from um, from Katrina at the Web Summit. I mean, it's a first chance really for a Charlton fan on record to to ask her what that was about. Yeah, I mean, you would imagine. Yeah, that, when you think about it, there's actually loads of questions that could be asked tonight, like, which could go on for ages, like you said about the south stand, um, about the Web Summit, which. You know, I keep forgetting about. But like you said, it's not been, it's not been. I wake up every night screaming about that web summit. <laughs> but what is she going to say? What can she say? She can't put any PR spin on it. Well, because well, she can try. But yeah. I mean, you'd, you, the easiest thing for her to do, I'd imagine, is just say, you know what? I've said something. I've not thought about it. I didn't mean it in that context. If that's yeah. what she means, right? And just yeah. say, you know, I made she's had long enough to come up with, yeah. the, with an but answer. Now. That's what I mean. She's not said anything, and that's what makes it worse. Because then everyone believes that's actually what she genuinely means, yeah, and what she wants from the club. And then, if 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 she honestly thinks that you know that she doesn't mean it, or she never meant it in that context, she's got to come out and say it. But she, it, it's got so far now; it's going to be so hard to take it back. So I don't yeah. know; it'll be interesting. Right. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to to seeing. Mm. Uh, what what comes out of that of the fans from here at the Valley tonight? Just briefly, just want to mention a little milestone that, that Charlton Live itself has uh, achieved during the week. We've uh, gained our four thousandth Twitter follower uh, on yes- yesterday, was it? Yeah, Thursday, uh, which is a, a real nice um, uh, sort of landmark for us. Um, it, it's ironically since the uh, the club's form has declined, the, the show's got more and more popular because everyone loves a good <laughs> moan, don't they? So it's, Silver Cloud, yeah, Silver mentioned Cloud. on the Guardian Football Weekly podcast of James Richardson last week and made it all the way on today. I was, the uh, the guy uh, Pete uh, producer Pete, they call him on the, on the podcast. He, he produces for them every now and then. He's a he's a fan of the show. Uh, so thanks thanks for getting that um, mentioned for us. We've got uh, Lewis Cat who does the match previews and reports on the website, of course. Uh, so make sure you still check those out on charltonlive.co.uk. It's not every game, but we do them as often as we can. We're going to have a new logo hopefully soon as well. I'm talking to a Charlton fan who's a designer called Sam James. He's going to stick together a new logo, a new branding sort of for like the, the Facebook and that. And I'm hoping eventually down the line to be able to sell some sort of merchandise, Charlton Live merchandise, like mugs and stuff with that logo on. So all sorts of exciting stuff here. And we thank you for your continued listenership throughout the season. Our listenership is as high as it's ever been as well. So we thank you for that. And uh, long may it continue. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to have a brief chat about the Kent Senior Cup and then look forward to the Rotherham game. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Great right, herd drive, can he get across into the middle? He can. This comes into the top Yeah! That's good to come on! We're a goal yeah! in the 96th minute! Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here. 
the Charlton Live Big Match Preview podcast. Right, during the week on Tuesday, it was the Kent Senior Cup, uh, a competition very close to my heart because uh, Bromley and Charlton both enter it. Uh, and Bromley and Charlton have both won it in recent years. Um, uh, the Addicts winning it last year, uh, winning the final against Gillingham's pretty much first team. Obviously, the agreement is that you put out your under-21s in this tournament, but um, Gillingham are such sore losers, they tried to cheat and still lost, which is embarrassing. But yeah, we went down to uh, we went down to Bromley Hayes Lane, the second time in the competition this season, because we've, we've also played Cray Wanderers, uh, who play at Hayes Lane as well. We beat them earlier on uh, in the season by four four goals to nil, I think it was, if I remember rightly. And then Tuesday it was a, a two-nil win over Bromley. Bromley actually put out quite a strong team. Um, uh, pretty much, they put out pretty much their first team without Moses Emmanuel, who's their, their top scorer. Um, and so, in, very encouraging to see the fact that, especially in the first half, once they got the first goal, Charlton pretty much outplayed Bromley, and that's you know under twenty ones against senior side. Yeah, it's really encouraging to see and. Every now and again, or every few weeks, we mention one of the youth teams over, well, certainly since I've been doing this podcast, whether it's the under-18s, the under-21s, the development, whoever. And every time it seems to be about talking about success, it's very rare that we're talking about something bad happening at that level. And, you know, with everything else that's going on at the club, it's encouraging to see. And obviously, people at the moment concerned about Valley Gold and perhaps that we're looking, you know, there's comments that have come out about, you know, getting players through our youth team to sell them on. But... The fact that we are still producing those youngsters and they're still performing to a high level is good for the side. Whatever yeah. happens when they get through that and into the into the first team, it's good yeah. to see that we're still at that level, still performing. Yeah, I mean, sixteen games unbeaten now, under twenty one levels, going, going strong in the cups as well. Kent Senior Cup, Premier League Cup, top of the league. Um, uh, Simon Clark is the under twenty ones manager. I think he's still considered the interim one. He steps up when Jason Yule steps up to the first team. So we have a quick listen to uh, what Simon Clark had to say. Uh, I asked him obviously about the game and about. Uh, how the team are doing as well. About a new signing, uh, something Dick Steel, basically. That is actually that is actually his name. I haven't made that up. Um, uh, he he was signed. He'd, uh, he'd, he played a couple of games sort of on trial, and he was signed on the day of the game and uh, performed at, at right back and played really well as well. So let's hear what Simon Clark had to say uh, after that Bromley game. Then we'll hear from Joseph uh, Umera not long after. Simon, a 2 0 win here at Bromley. Good result uh, in the Kent Senior Cup and through to the semi finals. Yep, we're, um, we're absolutely delighted. We uh, we had a game plan. Uh, we, we've done a little bit of work on it. Um, we wanted to take out their, their physicality. Um, and, and we just talked about about our movement off the ball and, and moving the ball and keeping it moving. And I think. Uh, for the most of the time, we did that. Um, the only time we turned it over is when we've, when we've had maybe maybe just a couple of too many touches and invited them in, and um, and then then they do what they do, don't they? They're they're a, they're a big, strong, physical, competitive uh, football inside, and, and the, the pitch is okay, but it's not great and uh, difficult to play on there, but. But you know, I think we've I think we've moved the ball reasonably well. And Brom, Bromley put out pretty much a, a full strength side, so a good test for your youngsters up against. Yeah. I, I said to him, I said to him before the game, you know, that we talk about um, about players going out on loan. Um, we we knew that they'd come quite strong, um, and it's interesting because I, I gave him a challenge before. Let's see your levels. You know, is this your level, or, or can you can you aspire? Um, to play higher than that, and I, I think we've goalkeepers made one save. Um, we've had we've had a reasonable amount of chances. We've gone up early in the game, 
um, and locked it out really so I'm, I'm delighted. Two, two good goals for the Addicts tonight. Yeah, great little combination from Joe Rebo, which which was really pleasing, and um, and and then obviously the second one, you know, yeah, good goal. And that's six, 16 games unbeaten now. It's quite an impressive run. Yes, it's okay, isn't it? We're um, it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we, we're not complete. Um, we've we've turned bits of ball over. We we still do things that that are wrong at the at the at the right time. If that makes sense, um, so that there's there's always stuff to work on. And but what's pleasing is we've we've come out with a game plan. We've had an idea to work to, and and it's worked. And they've they've committed to it. Um, and you know we've got a clean sheet, which is important for us because we haven't had many of those um, recently. Um, and and scored two goals to win it. So really and pleased. Contract signed today by by a new player, Dick Steele. Uh, were you impressed with his performance today? He's never played two before. He's, he's played centre half. We're, we're really short of defenders. We had an under 18 that travelled to um, to Coventry last night. Came on at left back. We had another under 18 who travelled to Coventry last night on the bench. Um, he's done really well in 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 that little pivot role uh, as a four. Never played two, but he's played centre half. But just with a bit of work yesterday, I, th- I think he's done really well. Um, He's, he's not a two, um, but no, the, the kid the kid listens, and he, he's one of those quiet players that just go around, and, and he does his job um, really, really efficiently. And he, he was one of our best players against Millwall last week, so so really pleasing for him. And he's got a long way to go because it, he listens and he learns, and so there's a lot of upside with him as a, as a player. And sitting top of the league and, and going well in cups now, what can this squad achieve this year? We've got a hard one against Palace. They they drew three three with um, with with Millwall on Monday, um, so that that won't be easy. They they went super strong. They've got some boys back from um, playing League Two on loan, so that'll be a difficult test. Uh, and then we've probably got Huddersfield the week after away, and and they're flying. They've done Southampton too, um, so that's in the Premier League Cup. Um, it de- it depends, doesn't it? It depends on on. Uh, on keeping their feet on the floor, on working hard and listening in training because we work on the specifics, um, and and keep developing and and they're in they're in a good position at the minute, um, but you know at, at any one time that can change, can't it? And and we want to keep winning games. We want to keep on this on this um, unbeaten streak, um, and that comes that comes with good habits, doesn't it? And if they keep doing that and they keep sticking to game plans and training hard. You know, we'll be okay. Well, congratulations for Thank you. So there was uh, the under 21s manager, Simon Clark, there, uh, obviously happy with the tuna win uh, at Bromley and confirming that Dick Steele's not a number two, so he's not, he's not spring rolls. He's, uh, we, don't, we think we number two, we assume he means he's not right back, basically. It seems to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, more breaking news on the podcast, which therefore will not be breaking by the time we've broken it, by the time you hear it. But uh, Rick, uh, Richard, Richard Corley is now saying that he believes that. Uh, it's the the reason that um, Reece Oxford hasn't come is not because he didn't want to come. He thinks it's fallen apart for some other reason. So it's not the angry face is probably now it seems suggesting that it's because he wanted to come but he couldn't. Uh, and the like of the other ones, I, I don't know, just because he knew it wasn't happening. He yeah. was sending out a subtle message that it's not happening. So interesting story. And obviously once uh, this podcast goes out and it turns out he did sign and we all look really stupid, uh, we've got our hands up, we can only report what's happening uh, <laughs> at the time uh, of recording. Right, I also caught up um, on... Uh, Tuesday with Joe Umera uh, made his first team debut against Hull um, in the 6-0 defeat so 
obviously on the fringes of the first team, scores a lot of goals for the under 21s there, and he uh, got one of the goals, got the second goal against Bromley at Hayes Lane on Tuesday, and I caught up with him after the game in the Kent Senior Cup. Joseph Fumera, uh, through to the semi finals of the Kent Senior Cup, must be happy with that? Um, yeah, us and the lads are all over the moon. Um, we've all worked hard in this duration of time, and as you can see, we're working hard in the league unbeaten, so we just wanted to win another cup, Ken Cup, and hopefully go far again. Up against quite a strong Bromley side in terms of the first team players for them, so a good test for you. Yeah, yeah, um, quite big actually, like, um, they were all physical, not so much fast, but they did have a bit of brain and they were good in the air, so it was a bit, it was a bit competitive to be honest. And uh, happy with your goal tonight? Uh, yeah, it's always nice to get a goal. Um, <laughs> Regardless of what game's in, regardless of the opponents it's against. But um, yeah, I'm over the moon to get another goal. And the under 21s are on a 16 game unbeaten run now. That shows just how well you're doing, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, to be honest. Um, but obviously, we're not getting complacent about it. There's um, still a lot to be done in terms of striving now and actually going to win the league. I mean, obviously, you won't be too happy if we've, we've gone this unbeaten run, we don't end up winning the league. So, obviously, the main goal is to win the league. and Obviously, I'll do my best and the team to get us there. From a personal point of view, you, you made your debut for the first team in, in the defeat at Hull. Obviously, a, a difficult game to be thrown into, perhaps, but a special moment for you personally? Yeah, it was a special moment because regardless of the result, um, I felt that I still could have impacted the game, even even though it was, a, even though it was a quite quite a lot of goals in the game. But I'm just happy. Um, family's happy. Everyone's happy. So... I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. well, so getting your chance, a, a club like Charlton, they, they do give chances to youth team players. Does, does that help a lot of the, the youngsters sort of aspire to the first team? Um, yeah, because once you see one go through the ranks, you think, oh, I can go through the ranks as well. And um, it just makes you more hungry and once you talk, makes you work harder in order to fulfil the position of playing first team football. And have you set yourself any personal targets for this season? Obviously, one of the main targets is to play a couple more games for the first team, or at least be on the bench a couple more times, and um, obviously finish off as 21's top goal scorer and um, just score more goals in general. So that's a good aim. Thanks for thanks for this, Jake. No problem. I hope you like that I then, because I've accidentally played it twice now. I thought I was playing the, uh, the Jackson away at Birmingham one there. But instead you got the Jackson winner at Norwich again, just to remind you again that we used to beat teams like Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's look ahead to uh, Saturday's game at Rotherham. Um, six-pointers, we, we say that all the time, and sometimes it doesn't hold truth, but this is the definition of a six-pointer. If we win, we're one point behind them. If we lose, we're seven points behind them. And as far as I'm concerned, we're relegated. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, totally, uh, I think... Saturday is going to be absolute, and then it's not only this Saturday; it's next Saturday as well. So these next Bristol two games, City, yeah. ne- next two games, are if, if, if we if we take anything less than four points from the next two games, I'm booking my train to Fleetwood. Yeah. Could, well, I'd have to try and wait, work out when mm. the fixture is <laughs> with Fleetwood. But yeah, if if we do not take four points from these next two games, we are relegated without mm. fail. I'm afraid. And yeah, then, these these games define the season for me. 
I think uh, Rotherham they got a win in January, but they've lost lost three and drawn one, and I think one one. Like you say, Bristol City next week as well down there. We just four points as a minimum. Like you say, we we just have to win, have to win on Saturday. There were slightly more encouraging signs I thought last week against Blackburn. Yeah. Not enough, obviously, but you know, we, at least we didn't get hammered. Um, but yeah, we we absolutely have to win. Yeah, uh, the Millers were ma- managed by. Uh... Steve Evans at the Valley early on the season when we drew one all. He's since moved on to Leeds. And now they've got um, Neil Redfern, former Charlton player, of course, uh, managing there. And no, no real obvious upturning results there. They're floating. They're, they're one point above Bristol City, who are uh, obviously in the relegation zone. Like I said, four points ahead of us. And, you know, if, again, you look at teams like, like Robin, there's never there never seems to be like a, a standout player for them, really, does there? Like Clark Harris up front, he started off the bench. There's no there's no one there you think, maybe, maybe Chris Burke. There's no player there who you're thinking, oh, he's, he's the one you got to watch out for. It's probably more that they're going to be a really solid team and yeah. hard to break down. Yeah, they're just an organised team. They're, you know, and they just try and they graft. They're, you know, they're not, probably not the most of technical of teams and they're probably, obviously they'll be higher than the league otherwise, but... Um, yeah, they're just one of those teams that they'll just graft away, and then you know they'll, they they grind out results here and there because they they're never going to be in the higher echelons of the championship. They know that, and everyone knows that. So they're always going to be around the sort of bottom six, seven of the league. So, but um, yeah, it's gonna it's all going to come down on Saturday. So we're away from home. It's going to come to who wants it more. Ultimately, that's the way <clears> it's going to pan out. I think. Looking at the Charlton side, I, f- I think I saw a story suggesting that Lookman might be available. Mm. Um, I mean. Do you think you would come straight into the team? I was going to say, would Reese Oxford come straight into the team? But apparently not. <laughs> He's not going. Um, uh, It'd be embarrassing when he, Reese Oxford scores a hat trick for us on Saturday well, night. If Tony's off, then who else have we got? I mean, you know, well, I know we've got players, but I mean, you've got Simon. He's a bit down at the moment. Um, <laughs> who else plays up front? I could completely. Reza, oh, Reza. Reza. Yeah. Yeah, that says, it says a lot that we literally can't even remember who our strikers are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who played up front on Saturday with Tony then? Better Kelly. Oh, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Igor. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. People suggested he looked slightly better than I he had. He looked all right. He held yeah. the ball up well. We were I've... saying in comms it was just a case of getting back to match fitness mm. and also confidence because obviously he's had that injury for a long time, so he's obviously going to be nervous about that. But mm. the more game time he gets, the better he's going to be. But for me, I think it's essential we play with at least two up front because I thought, okay, Watt didn't have his best game, but I thought the difference it made to have two up there was important. I know we're away from home now and it's you know it's tempting to just put one up there but for me we need two up there linking together. Um yeah. but yeah as as we've said we we just have to win. I'd like to see Simon and Igor play together. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, Igor's fully fit because Igor needs that support. He's yeah. not a, he's not a lone man. No. You know, I know we're away from home but Igor needs someone with him. He had George before because George even though he was everyone wasn't that crazy about him, but he did sort of bring others into play. So. I, I liked, I liked to I, really I thought, liked it, was, him, I thought yeah. it was a decent hold up player. Mm. Yeah. It was just a mere wall game again. Finish, finishing was awful. It was just that mere wall game. Yeah, yeah. just like Joe. It's Char- it, yeah. Mere wall games. We sort of end people's careers. <laughs> so, I mean, who was the other? Who was the other one? Was it Danny Haynes as well? That is yeah, Danny Haynes yeah. when he got he got, he got beaten up by, by Danny Shitu yeah, through exactly. ninety minutes. Yeah. So as soon as we play mere wall, you're risking your career. <laughs> so that's we right. should, we should. That's why it's good. To, it's sad that we're probably going to have to play him next season. <laughs> we lose all our players. Yeah. Uh, would, is a draw enough? I mean, I said I think we have to win. Is a draw enough? I've... It, well, if you're if we get if we're guaranteed to win somehow against Bristol, then maybe. But I mean, because we have to we have to start reeling Rotherham mm. in at some point. There's no better way of doing it than beating them. Yeah. I mean, Not... they're beatable. 
Well, you know, of course they are, but I mean... So are we, as, as so many teams have found out this season. Jaws <laughs> not enough for me. No. I think we, we've said it too many times and we've said, you know, a point here is good enough or a point there. Against this opposition at this stage in the season, it's not. Mm. I know it's tough and I know we're not in the best of form, but we, we, it's not good enough. We need the three points. Like you say, I think anything less than four points from these two next two games and I, I can't see us getting out of it. I mean, I've said already that I didn't think we could. I'd forgotten that these two games were coming back to back. I think... If we get six points from these, there's no reason why we can't stay up. But we just, yeah, we've got to win Saturday. Yeah, for, uh, club are running three coaches and uh, looking at the uh, the Charlton Twitter account, the Charlton Tickets Twitter account. We've sold 601 tickets as of 10 o'clock this morning. Um, so it's not, it's not going to be a, it's, it's going to be one of our bigger away attendances for up north. But you know, important that they try and get behind the team, I guess, because like we you support the team, not the regime. I understand that banner might even be at the game on on Saturday. Support the team. Yeah. Important and, and they did it so well against against Blackburn. I thought the atmosphere was quality against against Blackburn, and you know ho- hopefully more of the same to tr- just to try and give us any advantage on the pitch because no matter what nonsense is going on off of it, we desperately need to stay in this championship, don't we? Mm. Yeah, and I think I've, I think everyone will get behind the boys on Saturday. You know they always do away from home. Um, don't think there'll be too much animosity afterwards because obviously. Um, you don't have a sort of protest after the game. But yeah, most of the Trump fans would have slopped off to the pub after yeah. about seventy minutes anyway. So. Yeah, 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 I'll try. I'll try Once we're five nil down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on. Yeah, if we're getting battered five six nil again, I'll be going to the pub. It's the start of the game that matters, I think, because you saw against Blackburn, we came out and we had some good attacking threat. And we had a couple of chances, mm. and we got that first goal. We've yeah. said so many times this year that first goal is so important, and if we can start like that and get it, we're in this game. If we go one nil down to Rotherham and the heads drop, and we turn into a one of these recent away performances, we're in real, real trouble. But if we start quick, there's, you know, they're, they're going to be there for the taking the same way as Blackburn were. And Blackburn, they really didn't do much. Really, no, they got a lucky all. goal. Really, it was, you know, Zach and Morgan was doubled up because Zach didn't track back. But then he, he hit come off the post and it blew in Stephen's ear or something and went in. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think Blackburn threatened us too much. No. So yeah, I've, I'd said that we had a good feeling about Blackburn, but. Yeah, um, yeah. There know. were definite signs to build on in that oh, game yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was such an improved performance from the last two or three weeks, and if they can keep that up, then I, I think yeah, we can go and get a win. So let's get these predictions in then. Nath, two one, Charlton, two one, Alex. Who's going to score them? I'm going to go. I'm going to have a um, Teixeira <laughs> first one, and I'm going to have Addy come off the bench and get the second winner. Nice in, in injury time. I'm going to say one nil, Goodmanson. Yeah, he scored there last season, didn't he? Yeah. I'm going to say a uh, one-all draw. Wee, yeah. He's back on the draws <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, no more losses. Yeah, and uh, I might give a goal to Teixeira as well because he looks all right. He looks a bit dangerous. He, yeah, I didn't he win the header. He, he won the header that the knocked the ball down to Lennon for our goal yeah. last week. Yeah, didn't he? decent and, game. And he, and he nearly scored from a corner as well, which yeah, is the first time I've actually yeah. seen us have an attempt on goal from a corner <laughs> yeah. or a set piece. Unless it's Jackson. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Jackson, yeah. Right, don't forget, if you can't make the uh, the journey up to the New York Stadium on, to, on, the, on the free coaches tomorrow, you can uh, listen to updates on BBC London, where that's where I'll be. Uh, not plugging that. No, I'm only joking. I will plug the, uh, the Charlton commentary as well. <laughs> Terry's going to be up there, I think, with Liam Happ uh, to, uh, to give you the, the, the live commentary for that game. So sign in to CFC Player HD as well if you want to listen to that. Um, just about time to, to thank you guys for coming in. Thanks, Nath. No worries, mate. Cheers. Uh, thank you, Tom, for coming Cheers, in this Louis. evening. I've been Louis Mendes. Let's hope that the addicts do not lose what can only be described as a massive six-pointer against Rotherham on Saturday. Come on, you Reds! Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.